0: A juicy topic on today's Neighborhood Watch. Should we question Brett Yormark's motives? Is he looking out for himself or the Big 12 Conference or is a combination of both? Hence, things are usually a combination of both. Also, San Diego State, back to the Mountain West. That's all coming up today on the Neighborhood Watch. I'm your host, Josh Neighbors. We are on Crystal Ball College Football and River Get your Podcast. We are part of the 365 Sports Network please make sure you all subscribe to the channel. Our goal is 12,000 subs by uh, the start of football season. So we need your all's help. So if you have not subbed yet, please do so. I, once again, on the Neighborhood Watch, we cover the Big 12 Conference five-plus days a week. We had two episodes yesterday because we got the news the Pac-12 is not going to have a TV deal done by Friday's Media Day. So I did an instant reaction to that show. Tons of content from the College Chaos podcast as well. It's all here. Please subscribe. Please like the videos too. It's really important. And then leave your questions as well. We do a mailbag here at the end of the week. All right. So this story came to my attention from a couple days ago. And it was July 17th. So I'm recording this July 29th. Zach Barnett from Football Scoop. They do very good work at Football Scoop. But he says, the Big 12's commissioner has a lot of big ideas. Are they all in the conference's best interest? Brett Yormark has a lot of plans in mind for the Big 12. Some of them might even be good for the conference. So I will say this. Like, this article approaches... Uh, there's a healthy amount of skepticism in this article, okay? And um, I will have to say, like, this... It's, it's well-written. I actually enjoyed it. I think it's a good thought exercise. I think it's a bit too far in, like, that Brett Yormark is only operating for himself. And I also think it does not check off the box it misses one thing too university presidents and chancellors they ultimately get to make the call like brett yormark does not act unilaterally right he gets whatever responsibilities uh, are given to him by the you know the big 12 uh, because the board of directors whatever term that you want to use is, right brett yormark does not get the final say on everything not every single team you know if they add a school it gets checked off on by universities not not just brett yormark wheeling and dealing right so I think that has to be taken into account here. And I think I think up front, just noting that is, is something we should notice. But I will dive in and kind of let Zach make his argument. He says uh, that he had an expansion plan, though he would not address it last week. Sure enough, later that day, Sports Illustrated addressed those plans. UConn, St. John's, and Syracuse were mentioned, as were Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, and Utah, and don't forget Gonzaga. Should the conference land all those rumored targets? Let's sit above the Big 12, a league that's been a decade with 10 schools will play this season with 14 before its roster again matches its identity in 2024. And he goes also become the Big 20 if they were to add those schools. In his 11 months top of conference, your Mark has unabashedly pursued his strategy of putting the Big 12 brand in front of anyone with a pulse and a bank account. That is correct. Gen Z is consistently a priority as well as putting the conference in all four time zones. He says if you're a 15-year-old living in Medford, Oregon, the Big 12 commissioner would like to speak with you. As we look forward to continue to innovate, create, and positively disrupt, living the intersections of culture, sports, and business. End quote. That's what Brett Yormark said, and he did. He did iterate that uh, culture, sports, business, all of those things. That's important. Also, I, I believe it is important for them to do. Um, I think ideas like a Big Twelve, Mexico. I I do think I've maintained this like. More sponsorships on the field, more sponsorships on the jerseys, all those kinds of things the Big 12 needs to be exploring and needs to be exploring here in relatively short order, I think, to help bridge that gap. Now, I think other schools would go along, but I would love to see the Big 12 be first in those things because they can kind of say that they were the innovator for it, Um, but also be another feather in the cap for Brett Yormark. As we continue on with what Zach Barnett is saying here uh, in this piece, Your Mark believes college basketball is an undervalued asset. I've said that many times in the show. I agree with that. And he also believes New York market represents an opportunity for the conference. We agree with that. I think some of us, though, are also skeptical of how real of an opportunity it does present. Although I have said this in the past. I do agree with this. It is college basketball's best conference. There is something to the idea of having college basketball's best conference Play their conference tournament or play games in the world's most famous arena, Madison Square Garden, which I mean, if you think Madison Square Garden in college basketball, that is synonymous with the Big East. Right. And think about a lot of great Big East games. I think Brett, Yormark would like to have, you know, maybe some recognition there. So I think there is some of that, too. I understand that. And they're going to Big 12 Mexico. So you have to think, look, like they're they want brand recognition. They want these big, especially hoops games, other places. Having, you, uh, having Kansas play Houston in Mexico City, uh, or uh, wherever they're playing that game, um, I forget what the basketball game is, but having them play in Mexico, obviously you're putting your best foot forward when you're sending those teams there. So I think we can all agree, yeah, he sees opportunities in some places. Uh, he notes that Brett Yormark Yor- worked for Rock Nation based out of New York. The Brooklyn Nets, obviously based in Brooklyn, and then NASCAR opened uh, an office in the Big Apple, but also, too, he did help other things in NASCAR as well. I think it was uh, the last maybe deal that they had with a big sponsorship for the Cup Series. He might have been in charge of that. I forgot exactly what it was. But he says sending Bill Self to Rucker Park to teach local youngsters the finer points, the two-hand chess pass, is all well and good. But if I'm a Big 12 president, I'm reading the SI article and it's, pa- it's making me have pause to make sure the commissioner doesn't drag my university into an arrangement I can't get out of. This is where we have to stop, right? Brett Yormark does not have the power—at least my understanding—to just do a bunch of moves and add all these schools. He's the front man. He is the point man. It is not Gene Taylor. It is not Jamie Pollard because they have universities to run. But Greg Sankey and you know Greg Sankey's powerful guys, but like Brett Yormark. Guys like that, Jim Phillips, we've even seen this recently The ACC, and George Klyavkov, we're seeing it right now, serve at the pleasure of the rest of the conference, the, conference, the, the schools, the heads. That's who they serve. It's true that, uh, that New York is home to many, many people, and some of them are even college sports fans. Basketball may indeed be an undervalued asset, but even your mark admitted football does and always will drive the bus. Would adding UConn and St. John's make Vinny and Queens more likely to watch K-State-Baylor football game? Is he even aware K-State has a football team? So Zach is obviously poking fun here, and I understand why he is doing so. Uh, Brett Yormark pretty much self-admittedly is not a football fan. He even said in his remarks last week in Big 12 Media Days, I've watched a season of college football. I am now hooked, right? He's kind of admitting that but once again, I circle back to this guy's, there's a reason why they brought him in. This is why, because he is different in a world where college sports is changing. The media space is changing. They got a guy who might not know the great, uh, you know, tortilla throwing traditions at Jones, AT&T stadium, but he is a guy who jumped the line and jumped the pac 12 and put the big 12 in a pretty good spot. So the big 12 brass, Knew what they were getting when they got Brett Yormark. I think that has to be kind of a little bit of pushback here. Well, Zach is making some good points and he's doing it tongue in cheek, talking about, you know, New York and really, you know, some people there might be sports fans. Does Brett Yormark know Kansas State's got a football school and football team? Brett Yormark did do what they signed him up to do, right? He got out of OU, Texas, got out of the price that everybody liked, has in a good position right now to add more schools potentially. And and he got them this new TV deal that actually might put them in position to add more schools. So Brett Yormark is delivering on the stuff that they thought he would and kind of putting the conference at a better spot. Zach says, furthermore, the Big 12 probably noted that eight of its 10 returning FBS schools played the bowl game. It's the highest percentage in LFBS. Four newcomers reached the postseason as well. And now you're talking about adding UConn. Willingly doomed its football program to FBS purgatory so basketball could rejoin the Big East that UConn. So if you all listen to my show, I've said this, I see some value in UConn, but not enough to add them. Their football program is not good enough. Their basketball program is reaching fantastic heights. They just won a national championship. So of course the pinnacle of the sport, but here is the problem that ESPN's pro rata agreement is only for adding power five schools. And they are not that. And I don't think that ESPN and Fox see enough value there. And you could add them and say, well, okay, well, you know, get another TV partner involved. No, no, no. There needs to be some value there. They should not be taking a hit any, any schools. If I'm Gene Taylor. If I'm Jamie Pollard, I should not be taking a financial hit just to add a Yukon. Now, if you can package to the Colorado, it becomes a bit more interesting, but I'm not sure I'm fully there just because football does drive the bus. And that's not a good football school. And I don't think adding them makes them better adding Colorado back to the Big 12, I think that improves them because they're playing in Texas. And uh, them being in Texas will help whoever is there recruit better in Texas, right? Colorado's not too far away. It does make sense. Same thing goes for Arizona. I don't think UConn would get that shine. Uh, I honestly don't. So I have been down on UConn. But once again, this is part of the thing. Like Brett Yormark has thrown Gonzaga at the wall. Let's see if it sticks, but it's an idea out there trying to boost that A package, and it'd just be basketball only, right? So we know that's a fact. But still, I understand why folks are a bit hesitant here with this, uh, the whole UConn thing. But that's why it hasn't, you know, it's not happened yet. So we would see what happens there. I know there's steam behind it, but we've not seen what's happened there. I'm a bit skeptical on that one. Um, you know, it, it says, as one well-connected sports insider put to him on Big 12 Media Days, you already have one Kansas, do you really need another? It's not a bad, not a bad point. Now, Kansas football program actually better now than uh, UConn's, uh, you could say. Perhaps UConn would be willing to keep its football program independent and trade the Big East, for the Big 12 in a basketball only arrangement. Maybe that solves one problem while inviting another geography, planning a flag and all to- uh, four time zones looks great on paper. But it's a cruel ask of the student athletes who would be tasked with turning it into reality. Even Texas, Oklahoma leaving the Big 12 is still a conference whose geographic center is somewhere in the vicinity of Oklahoma City. Maybe your mark has a plan to play games in the metaverse. Uh, he's not ready to tell us yet. Once again, more tongue-in-cheek comments here about it. And, and I understand it. Brett Yormark does make a lot of he does use a lot of corporate speak. And that is fair to say. Um, a basketball-only arrangement is something interesting. You have to think about, hey, does does that pay the bills? Is that something ESPN's interested? I have to think ESPN and Fox might just be interested in a basketball-only agreement. I do not know what the financials of that would look like. Very interesting question, though. Uh, basketball only for Gonzaga and UConn. But once again, it has to be worth it because the financials sometimes are not worth it when you consider travel. But if it's just basketball, maybe the financials would. I mean, once again, you have to take a look at that to see if that's worth it for all the parties involved. Um, he mentioned the, 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 the Big 12 picking up Pac-12 schools, all that kind of stuff. Yormark was hired to leverage his connections in media, sports, and entertainment to burnish the Big 12's brand. For the Big 12 president, we need to wonder, where is the line between that and intertwining Yormark's interest of burnishing his own personal brand? The 56-year-old had never worked in college athletics before taking the Big 12's top job. The experience has done wonders for his profile as a mover and shaker. Every story seems to describe him as a bold uh, you know, a bold or a, a shark who never stops moving, your mark is a professional dealmaker. And so it's hard to imagine a 2028 meeting to award a location for the next three big 12 cross country championships, really buttering his bread. I get that. That makes sense. But there are also the people in the conference you can delegate to somewhat for, for things of that nature. I can tell you probably Greg saying he's not handling things like that in the SEC level. I will say this though. The idea that Brett Yourmark is burnishing his own brand is correct, but that's what everybody is doing. Why do coaches take jobs? Why do kids go to certain universities to play sports? It's to further themselves. This is a mutually beneficial arrangement. It has been so far. There is no. This is an indisputable fact. The Big 12 and Brett Yormark has been a mutually beneficial arrangement through the first year. That is indisputable. Where either one goes from here, that's obviously up in the air. We never know how these things are going to go. But Brett Yormark is in his late fifties. He might have a couple moves left in him. People in these kinds of roles, unless it's like the top desirable roles, do you know move on from time to time. We've seen it happen. We saw it happen with Kevin Warren. They move from success to success, things like that. I do think this job is interesting to Brett Yormark because of the challenges that it presents, and I think that he is having a pretty good time right now. You know, going uh, meeting those challenges. And I don't think he's going anywhere in the immediate, but like, would Brett, will Brett Yormark be the man who negotiates the Big 12's next TV contract? That's a great question. I don't know. All I know, but, but here's the thing if it's, if he makes a move that's bad for the league, it's going to look bad for him. Right. So, like, I don't see him, I don't see him making a move that's bad for the league. And everybody's like, this is great. Right. Big 12 Mexico might not pay off, but if it doesn't pay off, like, I think they're like, okay, Brett, Yormark had an idea. It did not work, but he took a swing, right? So there's, he was, you know, it's an X against his record, but he took a swing and the conference said, let's take this swing together with him. Right. So it kind of falls on both of them. So it feels like, you know, there's, there, the two things are, are intertwined together and they'll be taking the shots, the risks together. And look, he might move on, but I think the big 12 knows, all right, like, This is working, so even if Brett Yormark were to move on, they do need somebody who at least has an awareness of the media space and is forward-thinking about the brand because that's what a conference like the Big 12 needs, right? They need a a Brett Yormark type of person, at least in the media space. Yormark will likely be off to his next venture, leading holograms of Logan and Jake Paul on a tour of Asia by then, and that's fine. But if I'm a Big 12 president, i like to make sure I ask my commissioner uh, isn't I'd I'd like to make sure I ask my commissioner isn't treating my conference like a private equity property whose value is to be pumped and dumped before I find myself boarding a plane for a football game in Connecticut. Once again, like this article is is a bit too tongue-in-cheek for my liking, but I understand the point. It's actually a pretty valid point here, but once again, I've mentioned this a bunch on this show. The ADs have a healthy amount of skepticism for some of Brett Yormark's ideas. They've talked about it. He's talked about this last week when he was doing the big interview with, uh, he was on the 365 channel with Mac Rhodes. And I encourage you all to go do that. He said he uses Mac as a sounding board. That is what you want to hear. This is not ignoring power players in the league and trying to make as many unilateral decisions as possible. That's not what this is. And so it's not like he's some independent rogue agent making all of the choices. He's the public face. And yes, is he a marketing, sales, um, you know, kind of tech? Like one, if you've watched Succession, guys, um, it, go watch the Logan or go go watch Kendall Roy's Living Plus speech that he gives in the final season. It's a great performance from Jeremy Strong. You don't have to have watched the show to, to, to watch this and see, you know, it, it's basically like the Steve Jobs performance whenever, you know, a new product would release. T- t- Tim... Uh, who's the new I forget the Apple guy's name? Um, totally blanking on his name right now. Uh, I forget, I'm totally forgetting it. But like, whoever you know, whoever these uh, Bezos you know comes out with a new product, whatever it is. Thinking about that, like that—that's kind of the performance that uh, Kendall Roy gives. That's kind of the performance that Brett Yormark gave last week. That spot was good. Let's show it again, right? Yeah, there's a little bit too much salesman in in Brett Yormark. I I could see that, yeah. And he is a big corporate, yes. But that's what the league wanted. And look, they can check that in a meet- in meetings with him if they all agree. Hey, you know, we need to lean this way, this way. So, like, that's why this marriage does work. Is it an odd couple? Yeah. I mean, the guy who's a New York based business guy coming down to Texas, uh, or league, it's got most of its schools in Texas, is an odd is an odd pairing. But it's worked so far as long as the two sides are kind of wary of like, okay, what the actual reality is like, yeah, Brett, Yormark probably moves on and probably goes somewhere else. I think generally the opinion of him has been really high and very good. So there could be other suitors after him. Definitely sure about that. Um, you know, and I think, I think it wouldn't be out of the realm possibility. I think he takes a new job. Not sure when, but I, I could definitely see that. So as long as the big 12 was always th- thinking about that stuff. And I think they should be because of what just happened with them obviously with OU in Texas, they're going to be okay. I don't think I have as much of concern about Brett Yormar just trying to further his personal ambitions. Um, Yeah, he is in some ways, but also that means the league success is happening as well. So both things kind of have to go hand in hand. All right, I wanted to mention San Diego State before we got out of here. So San Diego State, and this is actually what I thought was the most likely scenario about all of this after that July 1st deadline. San Diego state is going to go back to the mountain West. Ah, uh, we saw this, this came out yesterday. Excuse me. I think several folks had it. Pete Dammel had it over at ESPN. Brett McMurphy had it as well. Uh, so it's going to be, uh, San Diego state back into the mountain West conference. You know, I'm trying to pull the article. There it is. Boom. Uh, let's see. San Diego state standing with the mountain West has been crystallized says Pete Dammel. A source told uh, ESPN Tuesday night that the conference informed SDSU that it is a member in good standing. According to a source, this step in the recently complicated relationship between the Mountain West Conference and SDSU means the school will soon receive the $6.6 million that the league was withholding. Those frozen assets came in the wake of SDSU's muddled attempt to announce its exit last month now the Mountain West presidents they met Monday. The King San Diego State out of the league wasn't really, uh, you know, it was not LA ever an option. I, I've said that. They're just not going to leave them there. They're a moneymaker. And the Pac-12 situation is not crystallized. That means San Diego State situation is definitely not crystallized. So the school was expected to cover the modest legal fees for the legal attention and necessitated the back and forth. I think I saw it was a little, little, little bit over $100,000. They'll be okay to do that. But they're going to be a member. It's kind of what we thought. Does not mean that they can't get out of it eventually, right? Uh, there is still a chance for that. But, but with that in mind, SDSU remains there in the Mountain West. We'll have more on that coming up. That will do it for today's show. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Josh Neighbors underscore at NWPod365 as well. Please subscribe to the channel, like the videos, leave your comments and your questions. All right, folks. We'll see